War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 439-6028 439-6028 Yankee Tree Service YankeeTreeService.com What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming Experts based right in Lincoln Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today 439-6028 439-6028 Whether it's tree removal stump grinding, tree pruning emergency service bucket truck at service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at yankee tree service their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best the treatment plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down call them today 439-6028 439-6028 if they have to they get right up there in the bucket yankee tree service since 2006 tree trimming experts give them a call 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com you're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. Uh, today, it is Tuesday. It is September 27th. Uh, if you haven't seen it, that was pretty, um, <clears throat> very intense last night. I got to the scene uh, right after 6 o'clock. Armed standoff with police, Central Falls, Tremont Street, and uh, I want to credit Central Falls Police, but really Rhode Island State Police came in. This was an armed standoff. A uh, guy named Michael he had, a, uh, I believe, a high-powered weapon, would not come out of the house. They waited him out. They brought in the beer cat. If you haven't seen the video, uh, I, I did live stream it last night, and it is, it's very intense. It's remarkable. We were able to get very, very close. If you haven't seen it, log on at the website, dpetro.com and you can see the footage and again i want to credit very good police work they were patient they took all the necessary steps they then uh had what is called the state police beer cat it's an armored vehicle they go right in front of the home they have the swat team there the snipers the whole thing they even had the robot i don't know what was going on with the robot uh seemed to be having some problems trying to make it up the stairs maybe it was doing what it was supposed to maybe it wasn't but I'm not sure. You know what I was I was unfamiliar with last night is all that money that they got COVID money, all the Google money, and I, I, and again it could have been operated correctly, but it looked as though the robot, the state police robot, the bot that they send in that has a camera on it, it looked like it couldn't make its way up to upstairs. So, however, that has to be adjusted. At one point, it was then like flipping over. Maybe they needed it. Maybe they didn't. Uh, he then did come out and surrender. It was very dramatic. Uh, I, I I was really kind of taken aback by the crowd in Central Falls. Uh, I, maybe I shouldn't be, but you just think it just it was loud. It was boisterous. Um, many of the people were cheering for him not to come out. So, but in the end, I want to uh, credit state police. Now, folks, um, all eyes on Woodsocket tonight. High drama. Now, I, I, I believe people are paying attention, but this could be very, very dramatic tonight. In fact, that we are hearing that the mayor may be forced out. So I'm not sure. I mean, and, and the thing is, though, she is she's on the ballot unopposed in November. But it could be very, very interesting tonight. So I, I know they're kind of going back and forth a little bit and but the the mayor would sock it um mayor baldelli hunt might be forced out of office now the race for governor ashley kalis has a new commercial out i think it's very strong it's very hard hitting 
Um, and, and it's very well-deserved. I, I want to play Governor McKee doubling down on cabinet raises. Is He's not dealing in reality. Whoever he was, I, I am starting to question. He, he never admits he's wrong. It sounds like they made a mistake. And he stands firm in his proposal to raise. What, why are you giving raises up to $60,000? And it's a joke in order to reta- attract and retain top talent. No one's leaving. All right, let's hear. This is the Channel 12 uh, story on it. Backlash continues. I'm Shannon Heggie. I'm Mike Montecalvo. Today, the state held a public hearing with public comments about Governor Dan McKee's proposal to give about a dozen cabinet members a pay raise. And it was there Joke. that the team admitted there was some confusion about oh, the state law regarding God. those raises. Of course there was. It's always a mistake. The gang that can't shoot straight. Last week, there were raises from fifteen thousand to sixty thousand dollars. A sixty thousand dollar raise. Are you kidding me? Get out of here. Something the governor says is long overdue. No, it is not. And competitive when compared to oh, other states. give me a break. When it comes to those proposed cabinet no wonder he's got the sunglasses on. Dan McKee says at first he didn't have the state law about salaries right. I first reviewed the proposed increases for the 13 cabinet positions presented today. I understood the suggested salaries as the tops of their respective ranges. However, it is now my understanding that, by statute, the proposals represent flat rates and not salary Oh, my God. And at this morning's Department of Administration meeting, his office presented a new list of numbers. These reflect a 2.5 yearly percent increase since the last time the salary of the position changed. For example, under this recent proposal, the Department of Health Director's salary would go from 140K to 150K. The state says the goal is to keep things competitive. The work is the same. And uh, and we and we compete for the same, uh, you know, individuals. No, we don't. Such that they represent. No, we don't. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Massachusetts, Connecticut. Just like I say, we're going to level the playing field. The bigger states between Massachusetts and uh, Connecticut, and making sure we're competitive there. BS. He stands by his original set of numbers, which he at first understood to be Guy, the salary cap. It's a bold-faced lie. He still believes the health director should, in fact, be making two hundred thousand dollars. Oh my God! But understands it can't happen overnight. The governor's Republican opponent came to the public meeting Good. herself to give her take, Good. calling the proposed raises out of touch. That's right, Ashley. This is a pattern of incompetence and also backing away when public pressure calls out things that he does that are simply wrong. Yes. Now, the Department of Administration will now give a recommendation to the General Assembly, and the General Assembly can weigh in. And really, in just the last 15, 10 minutes ago, new reaction has started to come in. Republican lawmakers are already calling for a special session to discuss this, and we just got a statement from both the House Speaker and the Senate President. They tell us once this recommendation gets to the State House, then they will, of course, review it. Report- yeah, everyone's always reviewing everything. Another boneheaded mistake. I want to hear Governor McKee. What, like, lose the sunglasses. What is he, Biden? I, I, I you know, and, and, and what he's saying makes no sense. We, we don't have a flood of people leaving. You want to be the head of this department? That's what it pays. Oh, well, we have to keep pace with Massachusetts. No, we don't. Here we go. Setting uh, pay scales for the position. Uh, not any individual. Uh, and my anticipation was that... You no one leaves. Range, right now, state law doesn't let you do a range. It only lets you pick a number. So we went back in and we calculated a strategy uh, that we needed to do... Very shady with the sunglasses, the Governor. ...that the General Assembly passed. It gave us the authority to do exactly what we did today before September 30th. So when you need to make sure that, um, you know, we're keeping good people long-term... And as no well one's leaving. When you need to. And in terms of getting to the thresholds that I believe you need to get to in those positions, we'll do that over time. You know, it might be, a, it might take two years, it might take three years. I don't know, but but, but the first step today was to. What a uh, joke! You, the, the, it's completely, completely unnecessary. I mean, it's just more promises to try to get himself elected. All right, I want to play Ashley Kalis as a new ad out. I'm being told they're going to correct it. I don't understand. You come out with a new commercial. Is anyone listening to this? Have the guy pronounce Pawtucket correctly. 
I, I this is like self-inflicted wound. I'm told they're going to correct it before it hits the airwaves, but this is the new commercial. Year and a half career politician Dan Here we McKee. Go. Not bad for a year and a half career politician Dan McKee, worst governor in the country, corrupt from the start, selling access to the highest bidder, bonuses for his friends, forty million of taxpayer funds for the Superman building. 60 million for Pawtucket Soccer Stadium. Port Pawtucket. The FBI investigating huh. the ILO contract. Pawtucket. Refusing to release the subpoena. Dan, time to lawyer up. So many corrupt insider deals, it's time for a change. You know, that I want to play that ad uh, one more time. I think it's good, except for it's, it's Pawtucket. Pawtucket. I know it looks like Pawtucket. But one of the ways you can always tell someone's from out of town is they say poor. The Pawtucket Red Sox. No, it's Pawtucket. It just, it just is. Every area has, you know, much like it's not East Greenwich. It's East Greenwich. It's Greenwich, Connecticut. It's not Greenwich, Connecticut. It, it's, it's Pawtucket. It's not Pawtucket. Someone should have caught that. I, I'll say this. I'm trying to be supportive with the Kalis campaign. They're making allegations you lived in Illinois, which you did. There's nothing wrong with that. Have a house in Florida. Nothing wrong with that. But you, you, when you is is anyone listening to this? Who is listening to this? The guy is reading the announcer what the script in front of him. It's Pawtucket. When you come out of the commercial, they mispronounce a place, a city. It's and say Pawtucket. It stands out to people. That's what jumps out of the ad. Let me play one more time. Here we go. Not bad for a year and a half. Career politician Dan McKee. Worst governor in the country. Corrupt from the start. Selling access to the highest bidder. Bonuses for his friends. True. 40 million of taxpayer funds for the Superman building. 60 million for Pawtucket Soccer Stadium. True. The FBI investigating the ILO contract. Yep. Refusing to release the subpoena. Dan, time to lawyer up. So many corrupt insider deals... It's time for a change. Now, folks, I'll say this about the uh, race for governor. Um, people are, are really starting to realize that in, in that um, lieutenant governor's race, you know, it's important. And people are starting to realize there, there is a real possibility that he could get indicted and end up in handcuffs before, you know. All right. So he wins. Let's just say Governor McKee wins the general election. It's possible, very, very possible. Uh, we haven't seen a poll on where this race is. I think there's a big undecided. I am getting the sense, though, that if Ashley Kalis can handle herself at the debates, and if she has a strong, the next 30 days are pivotal for her. She, you know, there's actually a path she can pull this off. Um, I think there is, because people really don't like this. But here's what people have to ask themselves. And, and I'm, you know, obviously we like to kid around on the program, but you have to, like, so Governor McKee and Savina Matos, a population of one million, are these really the two best people that we can come up with? That That's, there's no way. Absolutely not. There has to be more competent leadership. All these insider deals, the amount of mistakes that his office makes. And again, I don't know. It's either the candidate or it's the people he has around him. Um, he has nice people on his staff. They're not highly regarded. I'll say that. He certainly didn't go out and try to get a lot of talent. He kind of has tried to cruise through this whole thing with like the Cumberland crew almost, all due respects to those in Cumberland, but just more of, you know, the people that worked with him as lieutenant governor. He brought in one person that his big outside hire was Eva Mancuso, and she was the one that went to hand him the phone with Helena folks on election night. You know, that was when I've spoken to people uh, that work at the state house. They say that actually was reflective of how his office operates, which is they make a lot of mistakes and you have to you, you can't fully remove him. So I think it's interesting, though, yesterday. I mean, it was sunny out, but the governor's standing there kind of cocky, the sunglasses on, maybe thinks it's like a Biden thing and trying to justify in this climate, his staff members getting these huge raises, you don't see anyone in the, in the, in the public sector, in, in the, the private sector, excuse me, private sector, 
a private company. When's the last time someone said to you, yeah, I got a $60,000 raise? The, this business, that is a complete dishonesty that, well, you know, we have to keep pace. Massachusetts, Massachusetts and Connecticut, they're not stealing anyone. They're not taking anybody. I don't know what, what he's talking about. We know that, that, like, that's a fact they're not taking anybody. So this business that somehow he acts, Governor McKee acts like, well, my hands are tied. In order to hold on to all this top talent, we have to, you have to paint. I don't know what he's, does anyone know what he's talking about? I'm not sure what he's talking about. But we do know that he does not have to do that. So, all right. So a lot, folks, ahead. Now, also, it is interesting, that big hurricane that it's about to hit Florida. Things in Russia, by the way, are really heating up. And there's talk that there's going to be pushback. Do we have sound on that? I mean, there is real potential pushback on Putin. He has, uh, this is very good news, by the way, but he is really, this did not go the way. You know, but we've been saying all along, this would have to be from within that they would have to over, overthrow, um, overthrow Putin, that it was not going to, you know, the United States, people were saying, can't we just bomb him or something like that? Um, we, we can't. Our intelligence was right about that. So we, we, you know, you can't do something like that. But it sounds as if there are starting to be all the makings that potentially they may overthrow Putin in Russia. Oh, good. There is a piece escalating resistance to Russia across the thousands have taken to the streets to protest. Let me uh, play this a little bit. With escalating resistance across Russia to Putin's new military drafts, thousands have taken to the streets, others lining up at the border to get out of the country. Chief Foreign Correspondent Ian Panel is on the scene in Ukraine. Good morning, Ian. Yeah, good morning, George. Frankly, extraordinary scenes at Russia's border with thousands and thousands of people, many of them fighting age men, essentially voting with their feet against Putin's effort to try and mobilize reservists into his war in Ukraine. This morning, tens of thousands fleeing Russia, desperate to avoid being drafted into Vladimir Putin's war in Ukraine. Here, you can see the massive line of cars stretching for miles as Russians, many fighting-age men, try to cross into neighboring Georgia. More than 100,000 have crossed through here in the last week. Reports of some waiting for over two days to get across. Andre fled from his home in St. Petersburg into nearby Finland. He says, I don't want to fight for Putin. I don't want to die young. And in Russia, the backlash turning violent. In Siberia, a gunman entering a recruitment office, opening fire, wounding one officer before being taken into custody. And in the western part of the country, a man is seen firebombing another recruitment office, seen in this video online. At least 17 have been reportedly targeted in recent days. Now in the Russian Republic of Dagestan, people taking to the streets to oppose the draft, clashing with local police. And this morning, the final day of the staged referenda in Russian-occupied parts of Ukraine. There are fears Moscow will then formally annex these regions, declaring them part of Russia. But the White House and others dismissing the Kremlin's attempts to steal Ukrainian land. We stand with our partners Good. around the world in rejecting whatever fabricated Good. outcomes Russia announces Good. there are concerns that if Russia officially annexes these territories, possibly by the end of this week, Putin could then use it as an excuse to further escalate the war in Ukraine. Take well, them the out. in the Russian media denied by the Kremlin that Russian authorities could try and prevent some people from leaving. There's certainly plenty of evidence to suggest people are being stopped and checked, and in some cases, not allowed to leave the country. George? And Ian, there's all- not enough bad things can happen. Folks, a lot ahead. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. The next time you have an emergency, head straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. At Med Urgent Care, urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families, specializing in ambulatory medicine, diagnostic treatment service, At Med Urgent Care. They provide immunization, school, sports physicals, they're a cost-efficient healthcare alternative to hospital-based emergencies. They're open seven days a week, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, physical exams, 
drug testing, full laboratory services, and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. You, someone in your family suffering from COVID, you want to go straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122, or East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road, online at atmedurgentcare.net. Folks, you are listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM, and you can always listen online right at the website, dePietro.com. Upper left, you click Listen Live, and boom, it sounds incredibly clear. Joining us right now, one of my siblings, she's an independent columnist, opinion maker. It is Donna Perry. And DJ, I want to start off with, well, without question, it would seem that the squad, their uh, momentum, their power, certainly have certainly a big social media following. But um, but then coming into the Boston area and then some of the news that it made afterwards, I, I think it also just shows well, I want to get your thoughts on some of their diminished power right now. Yes, and uh, good to be with you. Um, I thought it was a very curious um, kind of an event over the past weekend with them. Um, they seem to be not like sure, you know, if there wasn't much of an agenda, John, it was kind of billed as this sort of walking around Boston with, you know, Ayanna Presley. This is her local district. I don't know if they're kind of repeating this in other districts with each other. Um, but I, I'll tell you, you know, they were kind of like laughing and like doing a lot of private joking, which I think is like looks odd. Um, and I think it, it seemed the media didn't know a whole lot of what to say to them. There were then protesters. Um, and one thing about that, I mean, I think that the fact that you cannot have that, look, these are very vocal public officials. They're nationally known J.D., you're, if you're an office holder, the, there are members of the public that don't see everything the way you do, right? So, like, right. I think people have a right <clears throat> to, again, they're, they're very controversial. They've been involved in a lot of very contentious, you know, back and forths and fights. It's not like they were standing there talking about a piece of legislation. So I thought it was, like, kind of curious um, the whole way it was being handled and the fact that um, there is a, a black candidate and the fact that like his Republic, he's a Republican and that his, some backers got into a back and forth and some of people like almost defending the squad, it got very physical. And, you know, I'm sorry, like if you are as vocal as someone like AOC and the others, JD, who she almost invites arguments in social media, she yeah. is, you know, we all know how she is. She almost courts publicity. Well, I'm sorry. Like, you you have to understand that everyone in America doesn't see everything the way you do. And yep. they're not, you know, uh, trying to destroy the American democracy, which is, you know, the way now anyone is depicted who disagrees. So I thought that whole thing was was kind of awkward. It To me, it ended up a flop and you end up with kind of, you know, someone is hauled away. Um by the Boston police because they felt like they were threatening to them. Um, so I think you can't have it both ways. And in terms of what's happening to them, though, and I think this is part of the spin of the PR they were trying to, to put forward. I don't know when this thing was actually organized, but they had some there was some really harsh words and arguments on the floor of the House just days before end of that week, whatever that was, Thursday. And that was in passing this Democrat version of a funding police department's bill. It has a lot of components to it, but, you know, AOC, John, wanted to tank the whole thing. Mm. Um, the Progressive Caucus, she was not in line with even the Progressive Caucus, wanted to further the bill. And you and I know they have come way around on this issue. Why? Because it is hurting them in home districts because the public does feels the crime issue and the public, right. you know, is looking at the Republican opponents and saying, you know, we're with you on this and we don't like our businesses getting smashed through glass and, and people running around and, you know, uh, this menacing thievery and all this other stuff. So the crime issue has become 
difficult for the Democrats. And so they did have a police funding bill. AOC made some, in my opinion, on the floor of the House, you know, it was kind of like typical of her style. She was very like annoyed and mad that a lot of she probably viewed some of the progressives had caved to this. And she made some kind of a comment that I thought was almost like a backdoor insult to Ayanna Presley because she said, well, it appears, you know, some people can have their way with the leadership and some other people can't. And it's just, Mm. it was like a technical vote issue, you know, where they, to move the bill forward, she wanted the bill to be blocked from going forward. And to keep it simple, Presley was the one, somehow, maybe Nancy Pelosi, they they got her to do that thing where they vote present. And it's just Mm. a way that you're not opposing the bill. Right. And then you don't go on. See, it's kind of sneaky. You don't go on the record of like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I moved the bill forward. But they get to move the bill forward. And, um, you know, I think AOC was mad at her about that. So, you know, I, there was then this been article saying that they have kind of peaked in their popularity. And I think that's very true. Um, so anyway, I think when they had this event in Somerville, it just seemed a little forced, you know, like to say that they're very much still camaraderie and I think that they're all going to pursue what's going to work for them individually politically and Presley in that instance decided what worked for her politically you know well Donna Perry you know what's interesting in talking about the squad it's um it's an interesting dynamic I think where they obviously have popularity especially let's take AOC sure as you know you know it pays what it pays and so you have all this popularity you have all this fame uh, obviously, if she walks into a restaurant in D.C., it's, you know, it's a buzz or New York. Yeah, celebrity. At the, yeah. at the same time, she talks about how expensive it, it's celebrity without they have been unable. Right now, I mean, they really don't have power because they're not getting their agenda done and they don't have money. All they have is is fame. Right. So she could go the Jen Psaki route and leave and try to get a job at a, a you know, a network, on, uh, yeah, MSNBC yeah. or network. But I think it's an interesting dynamic, and I still come back to it was Nancy Pelosi who was asked, you know, about the squad and said at the end of the day, it's four people with four votes. That's all they have. That's I think right. you, you raise a good point yeah. where in her mind, especially AOC, it is it is there's no compromise. It's non-negotiable demands. It is it, and they don't understand the concept that you represent all your constituents it, in her mind. You really only represent the constituents who believe the same things that you do. Right. And J.D., uh, on AOC particularly, she has all the marks of a very immature, yes. early on legislator. Yeah. Uh, and, and actually, uh, her approach really doesn't hold up well for her for the long term. And if she really, John, wants power and wants to be really big time, you know what? She would put her pride in her pocket. She- could tell her a couple of things about how you really go the long term and to give Pelosi credit um, when she went in she was young and she was kind of this quieter attractive lady but she came from a political family I think she was only in her 40s well somebody certainly went the long haul and that's her so you know AOC has uh, her very high view of herself you're right and I think she you know, she just doesn't get it, and you just described it very well. You you have to know when to just hold your powder. You have to know, you know, they were they lost that fight. You know, she, of all of the squad, in my view. Well, was, let, me, let me ask yeah. you this, Donna Perry. When you worked for Congressman Ron Meekley, how did he and the office handle Democrats that were not only not on board, were, were never going to be on board, but still— he was the congressman for the first district. Right. And that's a, well, he would no, say. No, I'm asking you how they, how'd you do it? Well, when oh. I recall, I mean, I think that there were uh, instances where you try to find a way. And I, I think he found a way on certain issues to, you know, bridge the gap there. Uh, certainly it was a different time and the tenor uh, was not what it is today. That's for sure. Um, and there, there just wasn't the, the partisan Biting is is just remarkable today, J.D. That was in the early 90s, and it just was like a very different place. But, um, you know, I don't think people were – I don't recall him ever taking to the floor 
um, and just like sort of really poke his finger in the eye of the leadership. That that just yeah. not, was not something I can ever recall that Ron Makeley right. would have done. Yeah, I think yeah. also, and before we take a break, you know, I don't remember who where I heard it, but there was a time where if you were in elected office, you you were trying to kind of get the people in the middle, try to court more of your you know of oh your yeah constituents into your camp. I just find the, especially, well, well, I guess both sides, but definitely the far left, they just write it off, especially, you know, it's so insulting. Anyone who is an independent, let alone anyone, God forbid, that voted for Trump, yep. not only do they not have their support, they they don't want their support, and they don't plan in any way to try to find a, a middle ground. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Donna Perry, right here on the John DePietro Show. Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401-885-4209 in Massachusetts. You can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane, heating and cooling, it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment. It's Propane Plus, and remember with propane, it's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Call Propane Plus today at 401 401- 885-4209 in Massachusetts call them at 508-252-3359 they're very easy to navigate website it's propaneplus.com propane plus call them 401-885-4209 we're speaking with independent columnist opinion maker and it's Donna Perry DJ this uh, Wall Street Journal opinion how do Democrats explain Biden it's still awkward for candidates running in 2022. I think that's one of those things that, you know, as much as the White House, and they're all trying to paint this illusion, and it's something you and I have discussed, the general public, they they see him for what he is, which is frail. He's confused and getting off the stage. I think it's, you know, the general public, they're not going to fall for this. The emperor has no clothes. He is who he is. He's not. No, things are not going great with inflation. He's not in command of you know the issues and i i think right now it's very awkward for democrats well it absolutely is and i think you know once we get past the election that this thing is going to be a bullseye of is he or isn't he you know for 24 john and then the gloves will come off but i think right now um it's hard to think back when you have seen an incumbent president and jd the the candidates, especially when it's going to be so close in the U.S. Senate, and they right. he is just not out in the country, um, and and they don't want him uh, for lots of reasons. He can, I hate to say, you know, he can screw up your event because he, you know, how many things have we seen where he then he goes like w- weirdly off the page? I think they're going to have a the Democratic Party is a national party, John. You know. He makes remarks like he is sometimes also signaling his own Democrats and not just, you know, poking at the Republicans. I think the other day when he said something like um, and he always makes up this thing of his father gave him all these expressions of he'd say to me, you know, Joey, whatever, which is annoying. But he said something like, oh, don't look for the almighty. Just look for the alternative. So he is by no means disguising in my view he's projecting to his democrats john saying oh i know i you know i'm not perfect and there's problems but like i'm your guy you know and i i will say this you've made comments uh, which i think of right on spot on he has all the makings and the tendency and now the elderly sort of demeanor that I think he's going to be very difficult to get off the stage. And if, Absolutely. If, right? Yeah. Like this idea. But in the that, simplest moments, yeah. you know, White House lawn Friday night, Elton John. Now what he yep. meant to say, there's right. always the world of difference of what the president maybe might have wanted to say compared to what came out of his mouth. Maybe he would said through his dedication, perseverance and early advocacy, he led the way for a lot of funding for AIDS research. Instead, he yells at the crowd, and you can thank this guy for billions in AIDS research. <laughs> I mean, which was so awkward. And Elton John, so Elton John didn't right. know what to react to it. 
I mean, again, he is who he is. It's those unscripted moments where someone, see, it was a reach. Someone whispered in his ear, make sure you mention, you know, like, he's not, like, I blame the staff on that, Donovan. Yeah. Well, I think I yeah. blame the staff. It's tough to know. But he can't, in the simplest thing of, you know, I, I'll, I even heard that they kept getting confused where it's, it's stage left, but that it's his left. Oh, I mean, it's like I've talked about. So then he's always confused. I, I look at that staff and I still think they're not dealing in reality. Right. Right. They're not John. And and like, they don't want to acknowledge what is apparent to everyone else. Like that's a great point. Like they do put on scripts for, uh, you know, a political figure, you know, you exit stage left, but we know that when you're viewing a stage or a venue, right, it's like the left and the right, it's like in the theater. So the fact that then he he almost always does this turn twice thing where he's, uh, and you think someone is like signaling behind the curtain. Yeah. Uh, you know. It's like Jimmy Stewart and Harvey. Let me, let me move on, Donna right. Perry. Right now, there's a piece along with, now there is a problem with, first of all, the, the nominee for governor of Pennsylvania, Mastrano, when I saw him primary night, I couldn't believe this guy, you know, again, you have a group of Republicans on a stage and there's one person shouting the election was stolen and, you know, blah, blah, blah. We want it. And Jason and everything. And, and then, you know, over in the course of Republican primary, the election deniers kind of win. Well, but now you have and Jeff deals also in this article. So you have Arizona, yep. a former TV anchor, uh, Illinois, Maryland, but then Pennsylvania, Massachusetts and Michigan. Zero, zero television commercials since winning their primaries. I, I just wonder, and again, I like Jeff Deal. Um, this is a new strategy, Bill. Of yes. Like the non-debate. Uh, I, I, I don't understand where they're going because I think they underestimate how difficult it is to get the public's attention. And you're not, you, you're not yep. going to win just because you have all people that go to a Trump rally. No, it, and John, you've nailed it. Like it is so ill-advised oh. that this, whatever, whoever is pushing, I think you can know, or or they've, they've interpreted a lot of things about how Trump prevailed, I think. And it's so ill-advised to tell these people, you don't have the fame, you're not Trump, you don't have the name, and, and to not engage with the media. And also, John, th- now that tells me something like a couple of things about the no TV ads. So I, and I think a lot of this does go to Trump where he claims he's backing people. He gets them in. We know he does a ton of small donor fundraising, John, online. Yeah. That money <laughs> is not going to these no. people. Let's just put it that way. He's so number on one, it. of course he is. and And that's where... You know, this is just has to be so frustrating, um, Well, which is why you've seen the Republican Governors Association folks, John, behind the scenes, they feel like he's mucking up a lot of their yes. big races. And, yeah. you know, Josh Shapiro, with a, if you had the right run in Pennsylvania, oh. you know, the, when crime is such an issue, and yes. as you know, in Pennsylvania, it's a huge issue in Philly, very bad crime city and all that stuff. And there's like the lenient... You know, um, they had good four. candidates in both yeah. the Senate. Dave McCormick lost to Oz because Oz was the Trump-backed Senate candidate. And they had a good, so, they had a good candidate for Republican governor, and he lost to this clown, and he is. But what I also, before we go to the break, want to mention Donna Perry is what they are also ignoring was in 2016, the rallies. It was all new. President Trump went on CNN. He went on. He used to go on Morning Joe. Yes, MSNBC used to dip into the rallies. CNN dipped into the rallies. What these people are ignoring is he used the mainstream media. He wasn't yes. just on Fox in 2016. No. And so, you know, this playbook, this, they're, they're going to, you know, then fine. Then, then just keep playing the and, music and you're going down to the Titanic. Like, and it's, it's, it's pitiful. The RGA co-chair guy, he said something like, we don't fund lost causes. And yes. that's how he described Pennsylvania, John, this is very disappointing. I do think in Arizona, because um, to her credit, I mean, I know she's like wacky, but she's was a TV person. So, yes, you know, she's running a decent campaign. She might have a she's kind of like very poised and understands that whole thing. But to your point, just quickly closer to home. 
So you got the two things going on. Like right now, there is such an opening, and I think he's made not enough noise at all. So there is a battle going on in Mass about a tax cut deal. Now, a full tax cut provision. Baker wants it like in the legislature, right? Take it down a few rates. Um, income tax. Now, they, he went back and forth with the legislature. They were going to say no. Then there is this thing about some taxpayers only this year are going to get rebates. And I'll keep it simple. But there is an example. This is within a few, two days ago. The, the local regular media kind of chased down Healy and said, so would you favor keeping this tax cut if Baker mm. succeeds? JD, I want to say the media is, ch- I'm like, where is Deal chasing her? Yeah, See, like I that, agree. and that's a, an easy issue. It's right in front of you. Massachusetts, one of the highest cost states in the country. And she was able to give a glib, uh, a yes, and she jumped in a car or something. Now, John, there's an issue. Like, where is his TV ad? Like, in the old days, that you put that ad up in 24 hours. Absolutely. Say she's gonna, lying, you know, she's yes, not going to do folks, it. Quick break. Much more ahead. Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro Show. J. Perry Paving. Folks, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. They provide high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years' experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving seal coating patios and much more call them today for a free quote 401-732-1730 j perry paving they are tremendous they also how about this once a month they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran and remember whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed call j perry paving for a free quote it makes a huge difference in your property in your home in your driveway or patio 401-732-1730 j perry paving 401-732-1730 you can also find them on facebook they're terrific hey get that driveway paved call and book an appointment now 401-732-1730 for j perry paving we're speaking with independent columnist, opinion maker, Donna Perry. Now, DJ, you spent time in Washington. Um, you know, neither one of us have been impressed by the Biden White House, especially I did see Jen Psaki made her. I think it was her debut on Meet the Press over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no real insight. If anything, she then kind of gave them a gap saying uh, Democrats are in trouble if voters make this right, terms of right. referendum on Biden. I'm sure he's told that. But just this story of the Atlanta Braves who won the World Series last year. So it's always the timing to work it out, plus COVID. Finally figured out time. They were at the White House. And so, you know, much like when the Red Sox have gone, obviously you get the the local media outlets. You know, they want to go and follow right. the team, whether it be the Patriots or the Celtics or the Red Sox. So apparently the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. So the Atlanta Braves, they're going to be at the White House. So they bring a photographer instead of just want to use the pool stuff. And the White House turns them down, yeah. saying they could only give one credential. Now, if we go inside, um, I, I, I mean, I haven't read the paper in a while, but I'm willing to bet. I mean, that's, as you know, you know, very esteemed uh, daily newspaper. We, uh, daily that's newspaper the hometown area. major paper, yeah. And for the White House to know we could only give one credential... That is the type of stuff where they they are just it is it is juvenile. They are immature. I'm sure that they given, you know, endorsements to the Republican candidates and that type of thing. But in a situation like that, Donna Perry, and, you know, that is the type of thing that really strikes home to a media outlet. Absolutely. Look, it was so petty. And that's it's a petty. It's insulting to well it's insulting to the team and then it's really insulting to a lot of the fans of georgia so i think that's um not really in biden's favor to do that um and and i just think that's it was just ridiculous and then you know right and this whole thing of because the braves and is that's like an insult to native americans to have the Uh. name john that's that's ridiculous to yeah. they won the World Series and Kareem Jean Pierre gets away with and then sometimes I blame the rest of the media crew <clears throat> when they're in the briefing and she gets away with saying, you know, well we think we should have these conversations. That ha- look, 
if if the Yankees won, do we think the New York Times would not be allowed to get a photo, you know, and and everything else? And I think it's it's just their petty politics and uh, the whole thing. I and there's been other reports that a lot of the um, the other, you know, the White House Correspondents Association or something, John, they have filed a lot of arguments. And this goes on behind the scenes. And of course, sure. it doesn't get covered. It, you know, it's like you have to be a political junkie to know that. But they're really not a transparent White House. No, no. And very, very petty. Very, very petty. Yeah. And Donna Perry also, there are people out there, and I obviously have to deal with them. And again, folks, we're sweet with Donna <laughs> Perry, but it's, they're delusional. You know, this business of it's going to be a Trump DeSantis ticket. And then I even heard someone saying, well, you know, this is going to be Trump's turn and then DeSantis can wait his time. This article, Trump and DeSantis, once analyzed mm-hmm. now simmering rivalry with 2024. I, 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 people are just not dealing reality. They're not following what's going on. I go back to there's that great line of the Godfather, which is and it's so true. Power cannot be given. It must be taken. If you are DeSantis, <laughs> uh, the two teams do not get along. Uh, I'm if I'm DeSantis, I mean, it's it's already he's considered part of like, you know, the Trump crew. But they they are they're not going to in politics. You don't wait your turn. It it doesn't work that way. And anyone that thinks that these two are going to run as a team are are delusional. And DeSantis, he did grab the mantle with, you know, sending them the migrants to Martha's Vineyard. Now he's getting all the hurricane coverage. Anyone that thinks that Ron DeSantis is the governor of Florida, and I'm not saying that he's the guy, but anyone thinks that he's going to bow down and wait his turn, never mind President Trump right now is drowning in all these legal problems, they're not dealing in reality. No. Look, John, DeSantis is the rising star. There's, just, there's no other way to say it. Uh, and, and in politics, you better strike when it's like, you you, you know, the iron is hot. You You yeah. have to. Um, And there's lots of examples about that. And the fact that Trump is saying things, as the article talked about, like Trump sounds a little, you know, he's riled and he's a little bitter. And now he's saying, well, I made him. Right. I don't think so. Um, I mean, DeSantis had been in Congress. Uh, He went after the governorship, John. and, And one, he's got a few points ahead of Trump on some very important things. And I've said this before. I just think overall, he's a smarter, um, he's really actually a more talented political figure. Um, And he has built a platform um, that is coherent and that the public very much is uh, appreciating and reacting to. And a lot of it, he started in COVID, John. And he, he said, we're not going to be a lockdown state. People liked that. He got the kids back in school. He got yes. the parents on board. He's captured attention with people feel, look, you, the, a lot of parents are extremely uncomfortable with this movement for public schools. are going to talk about issues of sexuality and That's gender right. yes. to children in grades one through four. Yep. It's completely wild and inappropriate. And he has captured attention and support on that. And now immigration you know, what Trump, I think, is so upset, he's kind of like beating him on his own issue. Right. Um, and he's got the New York money, Donna Perry. That's not and, to be underestimated, the amount no. of wealth that has moved from New York, New Jersey, Long Island, down yes. to Florida. Uh, they like what he's doing. What I, um, I don't think people, people underestimate what it's, number one, the window of opportunity. Chris Christie, whether he likes it or not, he missed his opportunity in 2012. Yep. That's when he should have run. He didn't run. And then, boom, you know, the moment is gone. But what people really underestimate is Donald Trump in 2015, candidate Trump, he was the bomb thrower at Jeb Bush, at yep. Marco Rubio, at Chris Christie, at Ted Cruz. In, in 20, next year, next spring, when the debates start, whether it is Ron DeSantis or whether it's Chris Christie or, I, you know, I think the governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin, is looking at it. He, he, I think, is really going to be thrown off kilter because they will open fire on him. And he has not been hit like this, really, since he got out of the White House of the last debate. Biden really didn't hit him that hard. But I think he's going to be startled. And you know what, Donna Perry? He's going to look old. Ron DeSantis yeah. is younger. And I, he's, first of all, he's really young. He's in his 40s. Yeah. But I think anyone has this, this – I think it's an illusion – 
that that someone missed over that that these two are teaming up. It that story, it there is no love between the two camps. No, and 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 I think DeSantis, like John, that his team, they they're already got the playbook. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're not, there's not, he's not going to back away. He's he no. knew. I think like he, they're very smart circle around him. They absolutely knew it's just a matter of when, not if Trump would turn on him and start throwing out some, you know, the comments and the whole thing. But the the donor class knows what they're looking at, J.D. They've been the donor class has been around stuff for a long time. And um, like you just said, I think Trump looks rattled by all of this legal trouble and it's not going away and it just How builds could not be? Yeah. and he, I mean, he is building. he's closer to 80 than yes. 70 never mind you know DeSantis is just really going to take I think he's just gonna you know become more and more popular but he's also got the he's got the goods and you you have to be a tough player if you're a major Republican, yeah, they're going to try to take you down on the other side. So he has turned Florida red. I mean, you go back to 2000, yeah. Florida was the toss up. Tim Russert, the famous Florida, Florida, Florida. Right. He, because of his policies, the amount of people that have flocked there, he truly has turned, uh, I think, Florida red. And Donna Perry, final, uh, that hasn't gotten as much attention, I think, as it should. But this is a major shift that is going right now, going on in Russia uh, with Putin, mm. you know, initially now he initially he told the people, you know, your life's not going to change. Sit back. Just go about your business. When he starts saying, you know, they're bringing up civilians, people with no experience. Um, obviously, yeah. you know, the, the weapons that we have sent and the allies, the, the war footing has shifted. Uh, Ukraine is starting to win the battle. And there's there's actually rumors of, you know, people that are there's there's dissent. It's not fully organized yet, but that when he starts making threats that he may send a nuclear bomb to London, we, we have just entered into uncharted territories here. I agree. Uh, we have really turned in a, a very uncertain corner on the, on the whole war, and he is – they're losing badly. And now, John, he is facing, like, substantial dissent at home. Yes. Uh, we hadn't seen this, and I, I think it's, it is very worrisome for the U.S. because, you know – he is pushed into a corner. So a cornered Putin should is is a great concern. And the fact mm. that, you know, they've Biden saying and then the, you know, the top Jake Sullivan are, you know, repeating this, there will be catastrophic consequences um, if you unleash a nuclear weapon. But, that you know, that nobody wants this to get to that because I mm. think, like you say, I think. We've never really seen it. It's um, extremely dangerous. I think that rhetoric that certainly came from, you know, his surrogate lackey, um, they, they are so upset to the degree that the West has supported the Ukrainians. Yes. And I think yeah. that was, of all the things he calculates, John, I think he never calculated no, at all. No. The and billions, the almost the a trillion from yeah. of the weaponry. I may be heading back. No, I'm not going back. Right. Once again, she is independent columnist, opinion maker. It's Donna Perry. DJ, great job as always, and we'll talk to you again. You bet.